0: Oh, my goodness. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 338. Hope we're doing very, very well. It's been a while. I uh, went away on vacation. Got engaged uh, to my na- my fiance, Elizabeth. I'm very excited about that. Uh, not a lot's been going on in the football world and the sports world. I just, ah, like, there's a lot of stuff happening. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not interested. Uh, J.J. Watt went to Arizona. We'll talk about that today. Uh, The Dak Prescott contract finally, after years of waiting, finally happened. We'll talk about that. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm going to say stuff about it I would have never thought I would say about the Dak Prescott contract. We'll talk about Jalen Hurts, Big Ben, Drew Brees, ton of great stuff. Uh, Later in the week, look for the predictions versus reality series to continue. I'm going to finish that on my own. I... Last year, there was a gap, too, because I think I went on vacation again, and it. I want to finish it uh, and do the rest of it. I don't know if I'm going to do much more Patreon questions with it. Uh, people just aren't responding on Patreon as much as I would hope uh, with questions about predictions versus reality. I might do one final post just saying, hey, if any other questions about your team, here it is. Otherwise, the, the questions I'm getting back, there's just not very many. and I'm like, ah, people on Patreon don't seem very interested in predictions versus reality, and so I might just finish it without any Patreon questions. Let me know. Um, I want to start today's episode real quick uh, by acknowledging something. I made a mistake last episode. I talked about, and, and I know that this is now less relevant because Dak Prescott never became a free agent and he signed a new contract with the Dallas Cowboys. But I talked about how interesting it would be if Dak did become a free agent, maybe he would go to the New Orleans Saints. And after uploading the last episode, I got on a plane, went on vacation. And then it quickly came to my attention. Oh, yeah, Zach, you're an idiot. The Saints have no money. Even even if, and it's a big if, even if Dak Prescott had become a free agent, which I thought he was going to, by the way, um, the Saints could not have signed him. They don't have the money to sign him. So uh, I felt pretty dumb. I was like, oh, man, I screwed up there. I apologize. Um, I, I was gone. I was out of town. I couldn't upload anything to rectify the mistake. And so it was just out there for a long time. And I was like, oh, no. And I know everybody's screwed up at work at some point. I, that's my big screw-up, I guess. I just was like, man, felt really stupid. Um, so Dak to the Saints was a silly idea. I wanted to acknowledge it because I just was like, I haven't – it's been a long time, never said anything, and I felt bad. I was, was – I couldn't say it. I was away. Now let's shift gears to talk about – I want to talk to the people of Texas, guys, um, and whoever – you know. so not all of you guys are Cowboy fans, although if I was a Houston Texan fan, I would jump ship to Dallas happily. Like, look, I – I hate my own Houston team. I'm going to go to Dallas too cuz I just I can't imagine being a Texans fan right now. But the Dallas Cowboys have signed their quarterback Dak Prescott to a long-term contract. 4 years, $160 million. Uh that's $126 million guaranteed. There's a lot to unpack. Number 1, I'm so so happy for Dak Prescott. This is a massive huge life-changing thing i mean he got the franchise tag last year made a lot of money too but it, you realize the first four years of Dak's contract i think he made less than three million dollars like he a rookie contract he was drafted in the third i think the fourth round actually you don't make much money like you really i mean you look more than i do sure but in the your teammates are making millions and you're making like eight hundred thousand dollars a year which is good that does not set you up for life dak prescott is now set for life i'm so happy for the guy Um, he's always seemed like a super good dude. And so I don't know how, I don't know how anybody goes, oh, screw Dak. I hate, like, I just, I'm happy for Dak. That's awesome. He seems like a great guy. Uh, I like his story. I like who he is. And I'm really happy for Dak. And this contract has been in the news for literally years. I mean, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. This is years of speculation, making predictions, uh, tons of hype. It's been really a drawn-out, long process, and I honestly got to the point where I thought, man, this is never going to happen. We've been waiting and waiting. I'm like, I I thought Dak was going to become a free agent. I really was like, well, he's coming off an injury, and it's taken this long. Maybe they're not going to give him a contract at all. Now, I will say for most of the time, this contract has been a topic of conversation. The hype, the speculation, the years of waiting. I have said that Dallas should not pay Dak Prescott because it's going to be too much money, and it will cripple their franchise. That's been my long-standing stance on this topic. I've said, do not do it, no way. I've always said, if you overpay Dak, then you can't pay other people around him because he needs teammates and you got to pay his teammates. Now, I'm actually very surprised at myself. What I'm about to say next is something I would have never thought I was going to say. Some of the early contract details have come out. Uh, and I will say, and I'm, I will say first, I'm interested to see what, Other details come out over the next week. I'm I'm sure more stuff will come out. We'll learn even more about the contract. Uh, But what I've seen so far is that Dak Prescott's contract actually appears to be a very good deal for both sides. Both the Dallas Cowboys, their team trying to bring in other players, and great for Dak Prescott. It appears that the way the contract is structured allows for the team to sign other players, but also allows for Dak Prescott to get paid a gigantic lump sum of money, which is what he's been looking for. And I'm happy that he got it. So Dak got a $66 million signing bonus. Uh, That's $75 million in year one, which is like, wow, that's a huge, I mean, $160 million contract over uh, $75 million of that's already going to Dak in year one. And it appears that most of that money is coming early on. And it's structured in a way that it's not going to ruin their salary cap year to year. For example, for example, Dak is only a twenty-two point two million dollar salary cap hit next year. That's that's really that's very. I think Jared Goff's what thirty-three million. So for Dak next year to only be twenty-two, I would have I would pay that in a heartbeat for Dak Prescott twenty-two million dollars a year, absolutely. And it looks like it's going to be so. You do if the next three years. I keep seeing people say like, well, uh, for the first three years, it's an average of forty-two million dollars a year. But again. million of that is in year one. So the first three years, 42 times three is 126 divided by, if you take away uh, 75, it's about $50 million in the next two years. That's $25 million divided by two. So in theory, if it's what I believe it is, they're paying Dak a very reasonable amount of money. They just gave him all the money he wanted in the signing bonus, which is great. That hides all the costs and saves your team salary cap space for years to come. It sounds like they found a creative way to pay Dak and still have money left over to pay other people. And that's, I, I, I didn't have the vision for that. I was like, that's not, that's not possible. Oh, it is. It's the highest signing boast ever in NFL history for Dak Prescott. And again, so much of that money's up front. It seems like they found a way to pay Dak Prescott's teammates as well for years to come. I look, it, the contract also includes a no trade clause, the contract includes a no franchise tag clause. So Dallas has their long-term quarterback, Dak Prescott. It's huge. It's awesome. I'm happy for Dak. I'm happy for Dallas. They got a quarterback. But well, actually, the signing bonus is an outrageous amount of money, but that's not in your salary cap year to year. So actually, it's a very reasonable price to pay for Dak Prescott. I, I'm i shocked. I'm happy. I think that it's the perfect situation for both sides. Dak gets basically a $75 million check, and the team gets a reasonable price for a quarterback moving forward. Everyone's going to talk about... well. Three years, $42 million. Again, a lot of the money's already spent. So if the deal really, and as more details are going to come out about this contract, I'll keep you know looking and paying attention. But if the deal is as team-friendly as it appears, I love it. This, this is my favorite contract I've seen in a long time. I did not believe they could pull this off. Uh, year to year, it seems like a reasonable price for DAC. It doesn't ruin their salary cap. And again, my initial impression of this contract is it's great for everybody. Uh, and I know people have been really angry at me, I'm like, ah, don't pay Dak, don't pay Dak, don't pay Dak. No, I, I was wrong. I, I really, if if the deal really is what it appears to be, it's great for Dallas and, um, and great for Dak. And so Cowboys fans, you're very lucky. You got a quarterback that's very good at a reasonable price, and it allows you to continue to pay other people moving forward. And um, I think it saved Dallas like $15 million just this year in salary cap space alone, so. Good for Dallas and good for Dak. Okay, I know I'm a bit late on this next story. I know I'm a bit late on the story. Uh, I was out of town. I got engaged. Uh, my wonderful fiance Liz, uh, is, I guess, wonderful. I had a great time with her out of town, and uh, we got engaged in my favorite place in the world. I was really excited about that. But while I was gone, J.J. Watt signed with the Arizona Cardinals, a two-year deal worth $31 million, twenty-three. million million dollars guaranteed and uh, there's really two possibilities here either number one J.J. Watt uh, signing in Arizona is really a vote of confidence in the Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury or the Cardinals massively overpaid for J.J. Watt so there's two options here either it's a mistake or it's a good thing and it's a sign of good things to come basically the question is will Arizona win moving forward Seemed seems like most people saw that amount of money that J.J. Watt got. People in the know and went, oh, that's a lot. That's more than I thought J.J. Watt was going to get. And I will say, I, even though J.J. Watt is, what, he's 31 years old, uh, he's still a great leader, and he still can contribute on the field to some degree. Like, he's not a bum. He can play, even if he's not what he once was, uh, and that still remains to be seen. So I, I think that Cardos did a good thing bringing him in just for the locker room. You have a good leader. He's a veteran. He can play. He's going to contribute a lot on your defense, and I would hope elevate the defense in Arizona. But here's the question. We're all sold on the Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, number one overall pick out of Oklahoma. Heisman Trophy winner. Fantastic quarterback. He's unbelievably good. I think we all go, yeah, Kyler Murray, he works. He's great. But we still have questions about the Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury had a losing record in college. He was a college head coach at Texas Tech. I uh, had a losing record there, got fired. And in two years in Arizona, his best record was last year, eight and eight. And that's like, oh, eight and eight. Come on, buddy. We you have great players. You have you brought in down to Hopkins. There's all this hype. We expect you to be better. And so far, Cliff Kingsbury also has a losing record in the NFL. And so a lot of people like, look, Cliff Kingsbury, nice guy. Um, people, you know, his house is dope. He seems like a cool dude. But he can't win football games. That's what a lot of people have been hearing say. And I I kind of get it. And I believe J.J. Watt was going to go somewhere where he obviously was going to win games. A team like Tampa Bay or Kansas City. Something like that where you're like, oh, this team is an obvious um, contender for a Super Bowl. Because like, well, J.J. Watt wants to go out on top before he retires. That's so kind of what I thought he was going to do. Now, I also, I can't imagine myself turning down. $23 million to go live in Arizona. Like, hey, play football, live in Arizona and for $23 million guaranteed. I, I would do that in a heartbeat. So I, I can't imagine what that decision is like. But it does seem like winning in Arizona is going to be an uphill battle. Despite the good players they have there, can the coach win? Is Cliff Kingsbury good enough to turn things around and make that happen? So I don't know. But I will say it's possible. So either either Arizona paid too much money for an aging veteran or J.J. Watt, it's possible, contributes to them turning things around in Arizona, which I I love that idea. The Cardinals have a ton of offensive weapons. They have notably uh, quarterback Kyler Murray, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is J.J. Watt's former teammate in Houston with the Texans. The Cardinals have defensive coordinator Vance Joseph, who coached J.J. Watt in Houston in 2011, 2012, and 2013. Uh, They won playoff games together. They did well, Vance Joseph and J.J. Watt together. So Vance Joseph, the Cardinals' defensive coordinator, has been a defensive coordinator for J.J. Watt before, in the past. He's also being paired, J.J. Watt's being paired with Chandler Jones. This is an obscure stat. People said, well, since 2012, nobody has more sacks than Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. Part of that's longevity, part of that's whatever. Um, It's a bit obscure. They're both 31 years old. But I will say there are some good players around J.J. Watt in Arizona where you go, hey, this is an opportunity where possibly if things go right, they could win in Arizona. And I, I would love I'd love to see that. Right. It's been a long time. Uh, Kurt Warner had a brief stint doing very well in Arizona. Carson Palmer did very well briefly. But we haven't seen Arizona really uh, have a young quarterback turn things around, become a perennial flagship. Uh, What's was like a tent pole franchise in the NFL, were there winning for a long time, uh, sustained. I guess sustained winning is what I'm trying to say. So maybe they just overpaid for a veteran J.J. Waddy guy a defensive lineman, 31 years old. But it's also possible that in 2021, the winning is going to begin in Arizona. Like either things are going to change or it's, I, that's very, I guess now that I say that out loud, it's like very obvious. It's going to be good or bad, but I don't, it could go one or two ways. It's hard to really predict that. I, I can't tell you. Uh, I think I lean towards it's going to be good for Arizona. That's because I'm kind of a fan. I like Kyler Murray. I'd like to see that do well. But it's also possible that uh, J.J. Watt is just old and aging and uh, the coach isn't going to work. So I I can't predict the future. I don't know. I have to acknowledge that both realities are possible. Either it's going to work or it's not. Uh, But I'm I'm very curious to see, like, what happens in Arizona? Is J.J. Watt the thing that's going to turn the tide? And help them win. I mean, they're doing everything they can in Arizona. They're spending money. They're bringing in young quarterbacks. They are uh, bringing in other players. I like what's happening in Arizona. I hope it works. Um, but it's possible they just paid more money than anyone else was willing to pay J.J. Watt for an aging veteran defensive lineman. I can't get I just, I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. Uh, I lean towards Arizona's going to do well. But again, I'm, I am biased. I really, I have an emotional, I want to see Arizona do well. I've got an emotional connection there. Um, so I'm excited to see if the Cardinals can start winning, uh, but we will find out moving forward. I, I, just, I would be very happy if JJ Watt was the, the thing that turned the tide and started winning to happen and begin in Arizona with the Cardinals. All right, guys, I'm gonna take a short break. When I return, we'll talk about Drew Brees, Big Ben and Jalen Hurts. My name is Zach Schaumler. You know what? Honestly, I, let me drink some water. I'm just going to keep it going. I, I, I thought about taking a break. I got three topics left. We're 15 minutes in, 16 minutes into the episode. Uh, I, it's going to be a short one, I guess, today. Um, let me just start with this question, I guess. Does anybody find it weird that Drew Brees has not retired yet? Is anybody looking around going like, oh, uh, I, like, I, I figured Drew Brees is going to wait till after the Super Bowl, and once the Super Bowl is over... Then Drew Brees would come out and say, I'm going to retire, have his day in the media. But the Super Bowl was over a month ago. I got waiting and waiting and waiting. Like, oh, it seems like it's not going to happen. And then I saw a video recently of Drew Brees working out and looked like he was preparing for something. And he did not look like a guy who was getting ready to retire. Like, huh. Okay, we're waiting and waiting. And I am sure that Drew Brees wants to end things better in his career than they went last year. Where he played most of twenty twenty hurt, uh, the Saints do not appear to have another quarterback moving forward. I'm like, well, look, I, he's like, I'm, I'm better than Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. You guys have no plan moving forward. Last year went badly. I was hurt a bunch last year. I think it's if more than likely Drew Brees is not going to retire, and until he does retire, we're like, oh, well, is I don't think you should believe he's going to retire because it's we all thought he was going to, but it doesn't appear to be happening. I think Drew Brees instead is going to try to come back in 2021 next year and win a Super Bowl. I mean, he watched a guy in his own division, Tom Brady with the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, go to the Super Bowl and win. He's like, I beat Tom Brady twice last year. Like, "Uh, what? He's like, if he can do it, I want to try that too. I want to try to have a good finish on top. That's what Drew Brees, I think, is looking at. He's like, I was hurt last year. You got no other plan. I want to come back. And I remember in the playoffs when Drew Brees left the field after losing to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. You know, Drew Brees had that. He was walking on the field, did like this look up. Where like, like he was looking one more time uh, at the, the dome. He's like, ah, what a great place. And then there's that video of him uh, talking with his wife and Tom Brady. They're like hanging on the field and Tom Brady's throwing the ball to Drew Brees' kids. And they're like that feels like a storybook movie ending of a guy about to retire. So I, I think we all were like, oh, looks like he's going to retire. But it looked like he was going to retire. He hasn't yet, and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And again, he watched Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. He had time to think. I, I, I'm convinced now at this point, Drew Brees wants to try to win another one. He wants to end on top. He wants to give one more run where he's healthy all year and try to make it happen. I think Drew Brees is going to come back for one last final season. Uh, as a footballs fan, it's amazing. I'm very. I'm actually. I'm happy saying that. Um, Drew Brees and Tom Brady were my two favorite quarterbacks growing up. They were the most influential on me. I throw Peyton Manning in there. They're like the trifecta of uh, wonderful playing quarterback. And uh, the thought that we might get to see Tom Brady play Drew Brees two more times next year, at minimum, because they have two divisional games, uh, or I guess what are they, you know, conference games? No, divisional, because they're in the same division. Uh, I, I, I would love that. Saints, Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, two more times next year. I'd love that. And to watch Drew Brees... Uh, make another run and be healthy hopefully all year next year, I think that'd be amazing. I hope that happens. And uh, again, I I will tell you this. Drew Brees hasn't retired yet. I can't figure out why. And the only explanation has got to be it's because he's not going to retire at all. Let's shift gears. Uh, The last two stories are both uh, from the state of Pennsylvania, the, the Steelers and the Eagles, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. And so we'll start here. The Pittsburgh Steelers recently announced that their quarterback, Big Ben, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, signed a new contract. They restructured things. Big Ben took a pay cut. He's saving cap space for his team. That's great. Oh, good. Very, very good. Uh, but the kind of the, the footnote there is well, and the obvious uh, result of that is they're bringing back Big Ben for one more year. In fact, I even saw that his contract is going to void five days after the Super Bowl, which is like clearly it's it's a one-year deal, and then they're done. So they're giving Ben one final year, uh, a kind of goodbye, farewell tour. And and Pittsburgh's getting sentimental. I don't really understand why they're doing this. I I don't know why Pittsburgh's bringing back Big Ben. I don't get it. Uh, I guess it's probably good for business because there'll be hype and intrigue. And if there are fans in the stands, they'll come like, I want to see Big Ben play one more time before he retires. I mean, I, I get the marketing of all that, right? But keeping Big Ben is not a step forward for Pittsburgh. For their franchise. I, I It's only good. If your goal is not to win a Super Bowl. I just. I go like why why is this happening? Big Ben is aging. It shows when you watch the guy play. He doesn't. Look at how Tom Brady takes care of his body. <laughs> Can you say the same about Big Ben? You can't. And instead of trying to figure out a solution. Moving forward to make your franchise better long term. Pittsburgh just decided to stay put. Like I like we're not doing anything. We'll bring back Big Ben. Nothing's going to change. We'll stay stagnant for another year. And I don't get it. I really I said last episode, um, I said, when you're dating someone, once you realize you're not going to get married to that person, what's the point in still dating them if you're looking to get married? And people are like really angry, like stop making marriage analogies. I'm like, well, I just got engaged. It's been on my heart like a little bit. Right. I've been thinking about marriage quite a bit. Um and I know that I I I was in a relationship like that where I wanted to someday find my partner forever and I was dating someone I realized oh this isn't this isn't the long term it's not going to work and I was looking for if you're looking for marriage you break up and find someone else who you thought maybe potentially could and so are the Steelers not looking for a Super Bowl is that is their goal not a Super Bowl because that's what it appears to me cuz once you realize the quarterback you have is not going to help you win a Super Bowl, you move on. You guys, it's, it's not going to work unless your goal is something else. Something like making money, bringing people to the stands, having some kind of sentimental year. But a step sideways or backwards does not help Pittsburgh solve their long-term quarterback situation. I, I don't understand. Uh, it's actually very weird to me. Pittsburgh Steelers fans are not up in arms, angry, like, don't bring back Big Ben. <laughs> I get they have childhood memories and nostalgia. I understand all that, but it's like, I I don't understand why people are so eager to bring back Big Ben and not make progress moving forward as a franchise. I don't, I don't get, and maybe that's because I'm not a very, I don't have, I'm not a very emotional person. I don't really, um, I, I don't often get sentimental about stuff. Um, I certainly not about Big Ben. I don't, I don't really care. And so, and maybe it's because I don't have an emotional tie to Pittsburgh. I, I can look at it more objectively. I don't know. And I get it. I'm glad Big Ben took a pay cut great. Like Big Ben was going to be massively overpaid next year. Good. I'm glad he did that. He's got one year left. Uh, The contract voids after the Super Bowl. He's getting paid way less. Awesome. But money wasn't the only problem in Pittsburgh. Big Ben is part of the problem in Pittsburgh as well. And he's holding his team back. You know, he's keeping them from moving forward. I, I just, I again, I don't get why Pittsburgh fans aren't upset going, we're not do. We're not working towards a Super Bowl. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Everybody in Pittsburgh has gotten sentimental. They're not going to go anywhere next year. And the big thing is their long term quarterback situation is not solved. It's still a big problem. And rather than making a move to try to solve it, Pittsburgh said, "Ah, we're going to do nothing." And I get it. they brought in Dwayne Haskins, so maybe the plan is we're going to have Big Ben next year. We'll see if Dwayne Haskins can be the plan. Um, but I just it just feels like a step sideways. Um, Again, once you realize you can't win a Super Bowl with the quarterback you have, what is the point in continuing with that quarterback? Big Ben is not the uh, who he once was. I, I, Big Ben had a Hall of Fame career. He was amazing, won two Super Bowls. He's fantastic. But next year feels like it's going to be a wasted year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't believe Dwayne Haskins is the answer long term. I don't believe Big Ben is the answer long term pretty clearly. And rather than solving the problem, they took a step sideways, said, ah, we'll solve it another day. And I don't know what. I I can't think of a single example where by doing nothing it makes you solve a problem more easily. I just they're they're just putting the inevitable on hold, and they'll be interesting, competitive, and maybe that's what they're saying. Like, look, we're just maybe they sold out. Like, we don't want Super Bowls anymore. We want to sell tickets next year and have fun and be a a good team that wins some games and has a lot of fan excitement and hype and interest. But as far as winning a Super Bowl, it's not going to happen next year for Pittsburgh. And so next year, in my opinion. If that is your goal, feels like a wasted year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Uh, final story of the day. We'll go to the other side of Pennsylvania. I believe they're – yeah, because Pittsburgh's close to Ohio, and Pennsylvania – sorry, and, and on the other side of Pennsylvania have Philadelphia. I, that's, I believe that's the layout geographically. If I'm wrong, feel free to make fun of me. I don't know. I I don't look at maps that often of Pennsylvania. I look at Hawaii all the time. I'm zooming in and every little beach in Hawaii, but I don't really have a reason to zoom in on Google uh, satellite view of (laughs) Pennsylvania. So a report came out that the Pittsburgh – well, wrong wrong franchise. A report came out that the Philadelphia Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie – wants Jalen Hurts to be the Eagles starting quarterback next year. He does not want a quarterback competition. And so the owner sent a message to his personnel department saying, Hey GM coach. Like I don't, I don't want to bring in a new quarterback. Jalen Hurts is our guy moving forward next year. I went, huh? I'm actually not sure. I believe that. And I, Oh, look, I love Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was one of my favorite quarterbacks in the draft last year. I think he's great. If I was Philadelphia, I would commit all the way to Jalen Hurts. I'm a big Jalen Hurts believer. But you have to ask yourself, why did this get out to the media? Why is this out there? Who, why is this leaked out so everyone can talk about it and hear it? Somebody wanted this out there. And either it's a disgruntled Eagles employee who's angry that the owner is meddling in personnel decisions going, our meddling owner won't stay away. Or it's a smokescreen. There's a reason why this came out. And, And maybe it's Philadelphia trying to make Jalen Hurts feel good and puff up his chest and support him. But it's very possible the Eagles are actually trying to trick other franchises in the NFL draft. The Eagles have the number six overall pick. That's not. It's very reasonable to believe they might be able to pick a quarterback number six overall. So it's also very possible the Eagles... Put this information out there to mess with other teams, to keep them from trading up to draft another quarterback and steal the quarterback the Eagles want. The Falcons have the number four overall pick. They might trade down because they got a quarterback, Matt Ryan, they want. Number five overall, the Bengals have Joe Burrow. So there's two teams in front of the Eagles minimum that already have their quarterback. Maybe the Dolphins believe in Tua as well, that are going to stick with their quarterback and uh, are willing to trade down. The Panthers and the Broncos tr- draft after the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Broncos do not appear to be happy with Drew Locke. The Panthers have Teddy Bridgewater, but he's not their long-term franchise quarterback. And so the Eagles might be trying to give the Panthers, the Broncos, uh, maybe the Patriots, the Steel- like whatever team might want to trade up ahead of them, the Eagles might have released that information to give other teams a false sense of security. Go, hey. We're not, we're not taking a quarterback, then they're going to do it anyway. That way they can get the quarterback they want for themselves. They might be trying to trick other teams. So I love Jalen. Jalen Hurts, if he was on my team, he's my starting quarterback. As long as he doesn't have like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, somebody like that on our team, right? Like for the most part, there's a lot of quarterbacks I would take Jalen Hurts over. And that's kind of crazy, but I love his leadership. I'm like, if I'm a coach, I can coach that guy up. I can work with him. He can get better. I would love to work with Jalen Hurts. But I don't know that Philadelphia feels that way. They want us to believe they feel that way, but I, I, I'm I, not sold, and we'll see. It's very possible, but I currently, I'm not sure I buy that Jalen Hurts is actually the starting quarterback moving forward of the Philadelphia Eagles. To me, it feels like it could be a smokescreen to trick other teams in the NFL draft. All right, guys, my name is Zach Shomler. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Got a lot of uh, really nice comments on Patreon. Got engaged. I'm so happy. Uh, I love Liz so much. I'm I'm excited to spend the rest of my life with her, and uh, I, I, I just love my life. I love my job. I love my life. I, I have two cats that are wonderful. Uh, we adopted this cat, a little black and white kitty who was pretty clearly abused before we adopted him from the you know the local shelter. And when we got him, he was just really scared and hiding and just not. He wouldn't come out from under the bed, and he just was scared for a long time. But uh, we got back from vacation, and ever since then, he's been just lounging on his back, just happy as a lark on, you know, just purring like crazy. And, um, I, I, I just love my family. I love what I'm doing. I love my life. I love my job. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Uh, look forward to, uh, predictions versus reality the rest of the week. And we'll talk about, uh, Kenny Galladay is going to be a free agent. That'll be interesting. I think he's a guy that everybody should target in free agency. Um, a lot of good stuff up ahead this week. I love you. I'm back. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great day, but I'm bum. Bam. We are don't.